lymphedema and lymphovenous bypass, perioperative nursing implications, by Lori A. Whitnell. Abstract. Lymphedema, the accumulation of fluid in tissues, usually in the upper and lower extremities, often results from lymph node dissection or radiation and can cause painful and debilitating swelling that may interfere with a patient's daily living activities and quality of life. The goal of treatment for lymphedema is to reduce the volume of fluid in the affected area. Lymphedema is staged according to presenting characteristics, and interventions may be surgical or non-surgical, such as complex decongestive therapy. Lymphovenous bypass is a surgical procedure performed for the management of lymphedema and involves rerouting microvascular channels to allow for the drainage of fluid that has accumulated in the lymphatic tissue of the upper or lower extremities. It requires supermicrosurgery techniques because of the small size of the vessels being anastomosed. Perioperative nursing implications for lymphovenous bypass include OR preparation and providing emotional support for patients living with lymphedema. As treatments for cancer evolve, patients may have higher expectations for survivorship and quality of life, QOL, after undergoing treatment. However, cancer survivors are at risk of developing lymphedema after cancer procedures because many require lymph node removal or radiation therapy. Lymphedema is an impairment of the lymphatic drainage system and a long-term side effect of cancer treatment that can profoundly affect a patient's QOL. It is both a chronic and progressive disease that can require active lifelong attention and care. Patients with lymphedema also often need emotional support to cope with the disease. Treatment options for lymphedema depend on the stage of the disease. If a provider correctly diagnoses lymphedema in the early stages, it may be possible for the patient and provider to manage and alter the normal progression of the disease with the correct treatment. Lymphovenous bypass, LVB, is a surgical treatment option that may be effective for patients with early-stage lymphedema in their upper extremities. This article presents an overview of lymphedema with an emphasis on breast cancer-related lymphedema, explores LVB as a treatment option, and discusses implications for perioperative nursing practice. The lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is an open system that transports fluid, delivers nutrients, and removes waste to defend against disease and maintain fluid balance in the body. There are three types of lymphatic vessels. Lymph capillaries, located in the dermis just beneath the epidermis, pre-collector vessels, located below the lymph capillaries in the dermis, and lymph-collecting vessels, located in the subcutaneous and deep tissues. The network of lymph capillaries originates in the fingertips and palm for the upper extremities and the toes and soles of the feet for the lower extremities. The diameter of a lymph capillary ranges from 20 to 70 micrometers. They are composed of layers of overlapping endothelial cells connected to tissue by a fibrous filament. They do not contain any valves to direct the flow of fluid. When the amount of fluid in the surrounding tissues increases, the filaments pull the endothelial cells apart and fluid flows into the lumen of the capillary. 
The lymph capillaries drain fluid to the pre-collector vessels in the deeper layer of the dermis, which are 70 to 150 micrometers in diameter, and contain both valves and smooth muscle cells to regulate the direction of fluid flow. The pre-collector vessels drain to the lymph-collecting vessels, which are 150 to 500 micrometers in diameter, and perpendicular to the pre-collector vessels. The walls of the lymph-collecting vessels are composed of a layer of endothelial cells, a layer of smooth muscle, and a layer of collagen fibers that rhythmically contract to propel fluid. The lymph-collecting vessels are categorized as superficial or deep. The two are independent of each other and do not connect. Unlike veins, which increase in size as they reach the center of the body, lymph-collecting vessels remain the same size as their proximity to the lymph nodes increases. The vessels pass through the interval lymph nodes, located in the limbs, and connect to the regional, for example, axillary, supraclavicular, lymph nodes. In cancer treatment procedures, surgeons dissect regional lymph nodes to stop cancer cells from proliferating. Surgeons may dissect axillary lymph nodes for patients with breast cancer, inguinal lymph nodes for patients with cancer in their lower extremities, or lymph nodes in the neck for patients with tongue cancer. Lymphedema Lymphedema is an abnormal accumulation of protein-rich fluid and tissue. It occurs when lymphatic vessel function is impaired and the amount of fluid in the surrounding tissues exceeds the transport capacity of the lymphatic system. When the network of lymphatic vessels is damaged, the result is an inflammatory response of abnormal swelling in the area, commonly the extremity. Prolonged accumulation of protein-rich fluid causes the enlargement of fat cells, producing fibrosis and additional disruption of lymphatic flow, thereby continuing the cycle. Lymphedema is divided into two classifications, primary and secondary. Primary lymphedema is related to abnormalities in the structure or function of the lymphatic system, which may occur before or after birth and are believed to be related to genetic syndromes. Secondary lymphedema is an acquired interruption of lymphatic drainage resulting from an extrinsic factor, such as trauma, infection, or cancer treatment, for example, surgery, radiation. Contributing factors for secondary lymphedema vary geographically. For example, parasitic infection is the most common cause of secondary lymphedema in patients living in developing countries, and cancer treatment is the most common cause in patients living in developed countries. The involvement of the lymph nodes in procedures for treating breast cancer is the most common cause of cancer treatment-related upper extremity lymphedema. There are approximately 20 to 40 lymph nodes in the axillary region. For breast cancer patients, the more lymph nodes the surgeon removes, the greater the risk for patients to develop lymphedema. A systematic review and meta-analysis found that the incidence of lymphedema in the upper extremities is approximately four times greater after axillary lymph node dissections than sentinel node biopsies. Another meta-analysis also found that the risk of arm lymphedema is greater after axillary dissection compared with no axillary dissection or sentinel node biopsy. The onset and duration of lymphedema after any of these treatments varies. In a prospective cohort study of 263 breast cancer patients, 
49% reported the sensation of lymphedema 20 years after cancer surgery, 77% of whom experienced lymphedema within three years of the treatment. Diagnosis A provider may diagnose lymphedema via physical examination and clinical evaluation, paying attention to changes in the skin and determining if swelling is chronic or transient. A difference of more than 2 centimeters in limb circumference, or 200 milliliters in volume, between the left and right extremities suggests lymphedema. Providers may use computed tomography and magnetic resonance imaging to confirm the presence of excess fluid in tissues. The most commonly used diagnostic method for confirming lymphedema in the extremities is lymphocentigraphy. A nuclear medicine provider injects the radioisotope technetium, TC99M, sulfur colloid intradermally into the affected extremity and takes centigrams, that is, images produced by detection of radiation. A radiologist interprets the images to confirm the diagnosis and determine the severity of the lymphedema. Bioimpedance spectroscopy is another diagnostic tool that measures fluid content in tissues by measuring an extremity's resistance to an electrical current. However, in a retrospective cohort study, researchers found that endocyanine green, ICG, lymphography was a more accurate tool for diagnosing lymphedema. With lymphography, near-infrared fluorescence imaging allows for real-time imaging of lymph flow. In the OR, a plastic surgeon injects the fluorescent agent, for example, ICG, into the web spaces in the hand or foot of the affected extremity. The lymph capillaries take in the dye, and the surgeon then uses an infrared camera to view the excited fluorescing agent molecules as they flow through the lymphatic vessels. Normal, healthy lymph flow presents as smooth lines, whereas interrupted flow or blockages present as scattered, bright, constellation-like patterns. Staging Because lymphedema is a progressive disease, and the severity dictates the appropriate treatment for the relief of symptoms, it is important to include staging in the diagnosis. Although a variety of staging systems exist, providers often use the International Society of Lymphology Staging System to gauge the severity of the disease. This system is based on the amount of swelling and the condition of the skin at each stage of the disease and provides a standard of reference by which clinicians can evaluate the extent of lymphedema from its initial presentation through long-term follow-up care. Improving or worsening limb volume during each stage is based on excess volume in the affected extremity compared with a contralateral extremity. The system includes the following four stages. Stage 0. A latent stage with no edema that may exist for months to years, even though the lymph system is impaired. Stage 1. Edema is present, but subsides with evaluation. Pitting may also be present. Stage 2. Edema and pitting are present and do not subside with evaluation. However, pitting may not be visible later in the stage as fibrosis develops. And Stage 3. Lymphostatic elephantiasis, in which pitting may be absent and skin changes. For example, thickened, hardened skin, wart-like growths, are present. Symptoms 
the most prominent symptom of breast cancer-related lymphedema is swelling. Additionally, patients may experience aches, pain, soreness, tingling, numbness, and discomfort, a feeling of heaviness, fullness, or tightness, and decreased flexibility and range of motion in the affected extremity, which can contribute to poor emotional health and a diminished QOL. Early identification of lymphedema can expedite treatment, which may help reduce the severity of the symptoms. Treatment There is no cure for lymphedema. Volume reduction in the affected extremity is the primary goal of all options available for the management of lymphedema. Non-surgical management strategies include exercise, compression, elevation, massage, prevention of infection, and skin care. Complete decongestive therapy, CDT, is a non-surgical two-phase treatment course that combines interventions with lifestyle changes and involves four components. Manual lymphatic drainage, MLD, compression bandaging, exercise, and skin care. The first phase of CDT is treatment. In one study that trialed CDT in patients with upper extremity lymphedema after breast cancer therapy, this phase comprised one 60- to 90-minute session per day, five days a week, for a 10- to 20-day period. The first component, MLD, is a slow, rhythmic, light-touch massage technique that promotes natural drainage in the direction of lymph flow with minimal skin stretching. For the second component, compression, a provider applies layers of bandages to the affected limb immediately after MLD to maintain the decreased limb size. The third component is remedial exercise performed while wearing compression bandages to promote and enhance lymphatic drainage further. The fourth and final component is meticulous skin care to keep skin healthy and reduce the risk of infection. The second phase is the maintenance phase and consists of repeating MLD as needed, wearing compression stockings or sleeves, and continuing exercise and skin care. The maintenance phase begins immediately after the treatment phase and lasts for at least one year. Patients may consider surgical treatment options to reduce the size of the affected extremity when CDT is not successful. Researchers describe surgical procedures for lymphedema as either ablative or physiological. Ablative procedures include tissue removal, generally performed for advanced-stage lymphedema, with a goal of debulking and reducing extremity circumference and excess volume through liposuction or direct excision of skin fibrosis. Physiological procedures aim to restore normal physiology, either by creating alternate pathways or rearranging tissue. These procedures are performed primarily for early-stage secondary lymphedema to reduce the lymphatic burden by improving circulation, thereby restoring lymphatic system functioning in a lymphedematous limb. Supermicrosurgery Surgeons first performed microvascular surgery using an operative microscope in the 1960s. Supermicrosurgery refers to making connections between vessels that are 0.3 to 0.8 millimeters in diameter and was established in the 1980s, but was not introduced internationally until 1997. A consensus was reached on the name supermicrosurgery 
at the first European Conference on Supermicrosurgery held in Barcelona, Spain, in March 2010. Anastomosing vessels of this size has been possible for more than 20 years and became feasible as refined, ultra-delicate precision-tipped instruments and suturing material became more widely accessible. This technique requires an advanced skill set and specialized equipment that is not included in conventional microsurgery training. Super-microsurgery has revolutionized the surgical management of secondary obstructive lymphedema. LVB Procedure Lymphovenous bypass is a super-microsurgical procedure during which a surgeon makes direct connections subdermally between lymphatic vessels and nearby venules that are proximal to the obstruction and shunt the lymphatic fluid from the limb into the venous system. Some of the venules may be as small as 0.2 millimeters in diameter. With the guidance of ICG lymphography, the surgeon can perform the anastomosis through a skin incision approximately one centimeter in size. At our facility, a microsurgeon and a plastic surgery fellow perform the LVB procedure with a patient under general anesthesia. The procedure begins with lymphatic mapping to predict the location of the lymphatic vessels for anastomosis. For patients with upper extremity lymphedema, surgeons at our facility inject 0.1 milliliters of ICG in the web space between the patient's fingers for each incision site. They then use an infrared camera that allows them to see and map the lymphatic vessels and identify incision sites. Unlike the lymphatic vessels, the recipient venules are not enhanced by the fluorescence, but rather cast a shadow crossing over the lymph vessels. After the surgeon locates the incision sites, he or she locates the lymphatic vessel and a nearby venule for the anastomosis. Before making an incision, the surgeon injects a local anesthetic containing epinephrine at the incision site to limit bleeding from the dermal edges, and then injects an aqueous dye distal to the incision site that is absorbed into the lymphatic vessel, which allows the surgeon to see the vessel during dissection. Because the size of a lymphatic vessel and venule are both less than one millimeter, precisely placing sutures while ensuring patency of the anastomosis is difficult. If the lymphatic vessel and the venule are of a similar diameter, the surgeon may perform an end-to-end -end anastomosis. If there is a significant size mismatch and the lymphatic vessel is much smaller than the venule, the surgeon may perform an end-to-side anastomosis. The number of anastomoses performed on a patient depends on the ICG lymphography at the time of surgery and the success of locating suitable recipient venules. After the anastomosis is complete, the dye may be observed draining into the recipient venule. Some microscope models have an ICG filter that allows visual detection of ICG passing through the anastosis, confirming patency. At our facility, the patient stays in the hospital overnight after the procedure, and the surgeon orders antibiotics. At discharge, the patient's care team instructs the patient not to engage in any CDT, for example, compression, massage therapy, exercise, and not to fly on an airplane for four weeks to avoid injury to the bypasses. The surgeon then sees the patient one month after the procedure, at which time he or she can decide whether the patient may begin CDT and how much therapy is appropriate 
based on individual patient factors. Some patients do not need a strict routine and simply must remain vigilant about protecting the limb from infection. Outcomes Proper patient selection and early intervention are important for the effective surgical management of lymphedema via LVB. Recurrence of lymphedema after LVB is possible and often is the result of poor fluid flow or an occlusion in a previously created connection. The quality of the venules selected for anastomosis also can be a factor affecting recurrence. At our facility, after the one-month follow-up visit with a surgeon, either the surgeon or a different provider sees the patient again every three months for a minimum of one year to take volume measurements of the operative limb at each appointment and track the outcome. The patient also completes a QOL questionnaire. Health-related QOL surveys have become increasingly relevant in recent years, particularly for cancer patients. Investigating a patient's functionality, appearance, symptoms, and overall mood may stimulate physician-patient communication. These results also are valuable predictors of survival. A prospective study of 20 patients with breast cancer-related lymphedema who underwent LVB showed increases in the patient's QOL scores after the procedure which were related to their ability to discontinue use of compression stockings. The most successful outcomes for LVB occur in patients with early-stage limb lymphedema in which the lymphatic channels are still functional. Upper-extremity bypass procedures seem to produce better outcomes than lower-extremity bypass procedures. However, the latter have proven to be efficacious as well. In one study, 96% of patients who underwent upper-extremity LVB experienced subjective improvement in their lymphedema symptoms almost immediately after surgery and reported that their limbs felt lighter, softer, and less painful. In contrast, only 57% of patients who underwent lower-extremity LVB reported positive subjective outcomes. Implications for perioperative nursing practice Although there currently is no specialty training for perioperative nurses in supermicrosurgery for lymphedema, nurses can use standardized surgery guidelines to provide evidence-based care in the perioperative setting. Additionally, staff members who have experience with the procedure can educate and support nurses who are less familiar with LVB. At our facility, OR setup is paramount for LVB procedures. The RN circulator ensures the availability of two pieces of equipment that are necessary for the LVB procedure, the infrared camera and the operating microscope. The laterality of the operative site is the most important factor for the RN circulator to consider when configuring equipment placement in the OR. The orientation of the OR bed and placement of the sterile field and operating microscope depend on the side of the body on which the surgeon will be operating. The RN circulator also considers traffic flow and where the anesthesia professional will be stationed when setting up the room. For medications, the RN circulator anticipates the need for a local anesthetic with epinephrine for hemostasis, a sterile aqueous solution for rendering the transparent lymph capillaries more visible, and saline for irrigation. The surgeon also may request colored fluorescent dye to be available on the sterile field. However, this is not routinely used for every procedure. 
at our facility. The instruments and most supplies are the same regardless of the surgeon who is operating, though the local anesthetic, suture, and dressing supplies may be surgeon-specific. The scrub person should handle the ultra-delicate microvascular surgical instruments carefully and take extra care not to damage the tips. Nursing interventions in the perioperative setting should include educating patients about the importance of recognizing the signs of complications and promptly reporting them to a healthcare provider, which is essential for them to receive appropriate treatment. Perioperative nurses also should be aware of the physical and psychosocial sequelae of lymphedema. Patients with physical extremity changes caused by lymphedema may have decreased self-confidence and increased self-consciousness because of a disturbance in body image and may experience negative emotions, including anxiety, frustration, sadness, and anger. Providing attentive care and education about both the physical and psychosocial implications of lymphedema, including establishing appropriate expectations for surgical outcomes, is essential to support the well-being of individuals undergoing LVB for the management of cancer treatment-related lymphedema, which can negatively affect a patient's QOL and compromise his or her emotional well-being. Conclusion Lymphedema is a functionally debilitating and progressive disease that can result from cancer treatment, including surgery and radiation. It causes severe edema and skin changes in a patient's extremities. Treatment for lymphedema aims to reduce the volume of fluid in the affected extremity. Recent advances in the specialty of supermicrosurgery, particularly the LVB procedure, can help treat this chronic challenging condition and improve a patient's QOL. Perioperative nurses play an integral role in these highly specialized surgical procedures. <laughs>